Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. We're glad that you tuned in today. Welcome to the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast. You're going to be in for a treat. Sit back, relax, or listen to this while you work out, whatever floats your boat. Thanks again for hanging with Coach Noonan on the podcast. Hey, everybody. Don't forget to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play Podcast, and several other podcast platforms along with the Anchor app. Make sure to leave us a, a review and a star rating. really helps to get us out there and also promote the awesome people that I bring on here and to help future episodes. Thanks. Are you looking for a way to sell your program and make some money as well? I've got something for you. Check out Story of the Season. This is a digital program that helps high school and college football teams share their story like never before. Each week, they collect all of your video highlights, articles, interviews, and other content and publish a digital game recap magazine that captures everything that happened on and off the field. At the end of the season, they publish a digital yearbook covering each game. The revenue schools make from selling our subscriptions and ads more than covers the production fee and provides coaches with extra funding for their program. Sounds like a pretty good win to me so far. Story of the Season requires zero effort for coaches and gives them an incredible tool to engage the world with their team. Hard to beat that. If you're interested, please contact Chris Herman by emailing chris, C-H-R-I-S, at storyoftheseason.com to learn more, or call 518-944-3311. Check him out on Twitter, at storytheseason. Give him a follow. Thank you for sponsoring the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast. This is a special episode dedicated to all veterans, male, female, Marine, Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, or any other branch across the globe. Thank you for your continued service, and thank you for doing the things that not all of us are brave enough to do. We appreciate all of your hard work, efforts, sacrifice, and dedication to protecting the liberties and freedoms that we so sometimes, unfortunately, take for granted. Take a moment today, every day. Be thankful for what you do have. Be grateful. Wake up with a grateful mindset. I know that that's something that I'm trying to get better about. If we're more grateful when we wake up, we go through the day appreciating things more, which means we can in turn be better people to those we come in contact with. On today's episode of the Hang In with Coach Noonan podcast, episode 30, we are joined by Sherman High School outside linebackers coach Stephen Wade. Today is a special episode as it is Veterans Day and Coach Wade is a former United States Marine. Thank you, Coach Wade, for your service. In today's episode, we're talking about coaching, life in the Marines, fitness, and more. Coach Wade is an excellent coach and person who I am thankful to be able to call him a friend and brother. 
Coach Wade is always open to engaging people about coaching ball and growing as better people. Feel free to reach out to him on Twitter at Coach Wade Steven. Now, enjoy today's show. Today's episode, hanging with Coach Noonan, we have Coach Stephen Wade in the house. Coach Wade is the outside linebackers coach at Sherman High School. He is also a, a former Marine, a military veteran. We're very thankful for your service, sir. How are you this morning? Man, thank you for that. And, uh, man, I'm doing well, man. You know, just good old morning on this on this COVID summer that we living in. So, <laughs> yeah, but all is well, man. Thank you for having me. Man, I, you know, I we we just kind of. I don't even know how exactly. I know we met through Twitter, and I don't know exactly how. It just it just started, man. And then you and I just always just exchanging messages and talking and stuff, man. And, and you know, I, I I found you very interesting. Um, you know, with, with with your background in the military, but then also uh, the way your approach to working with kids is, and you know, I could just tell from from messaging with you, you know, your passion for helping these young people and helping them not just get better on the field, but be better as people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. Where, uh, where does that come from? Um, I think it, it mostly comes from a place, um, of where, you know, you, you reflect back on your life and you look, look to, you know, where you came from, from your beginnings and really coming from my environment. Like we didn't just have that. Like, you know, we had the coaches that would, uh, you know, push you, but you didn't have that coach or that person really to, um, to kind of catapult you to the next level of just seeing things differently. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. especially for me coming from a single parent household, cause my, my father died when I was six days old. So I never really just got to have that, you know, that, that fatherly or the person that I could really look up to like that. So, um, I had a coach, Coach Forte, man, and that's kind of who I, I model my career after now. You know, it's kind of a combination of the Marine Corps learning leadership with Coach Forte, man. That's that dude that was inaugural in my life, man. So, yeah, I guess that's where you could say mine came from. And then, so, so out of high school, um, what, where, where did you go from there? Did you go straight to the Marines or did you, did you go to college and play ball? Okay, yeah. So that's 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 the interesting thing there. So, uh, so Coach Forte actually got me a, a walk on offer because I had um. So I stopped playing football after after my ninth grade year because I thought I wanted to run the streets and stuff. And you know that didn't pan out <laughs> as it should. Um, so I um I decided you know to go back and start playing football and um uh, you know I had a pretty good senior year, but. Only thing I could get was a preferred walk on, but you know, being 17, 18 at that time, Coach Forte, you know, reached out to a guy at Henderson and was like, Hey, you good to go? And I was like, Henderson, <laughs> I'm better than that, you know? So, uh, I went down to Texas Southern. Um, I was going to go do the, you know, the whole walk on trial, but then I was like, nah, you know what? I'm, I scrapped that. So, you know, got into, you know, a few little fights and stuff at Texas Southern. So I transferred back to Southern Arkansas. University, and um, and there, since Texas Southern didn't want to give me uh my transcript, which I learned in 2010, I never owed them money or anything, so I kind of, <laughs> I kind of was forced out of college. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I left uh Southern Arkansas after they said, you know, hey, you can't stay here if we can't get a transcript. So like, all right, cool. 
<laughs> I go back to Texas County where I'm originally from. Uh, started, you know, it, it's kind of a typical story. Started working at Walmart. <laughs> and um, and it, it was one day, man, I was cutting my mom's yard. And I just so happened to take me a little break, go in there, give me some water, phone run, picked it up. It was a Marine Corps recruiter. And he probably got, man, he didn't even get a sentence out of his mouth before I told him, hey, just hold what you got. I'll be down there in a few minutes. If you if if you really for real about this, I'll be down there in a few minutes. So go down there. And the rest is history, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, the rest is history. I'm glad you you're you're open with that story because, you know, I know that there are there are probably kids out there that can relate and there's probably even uh coaches that may may get a chance to listen to this and, and can relate because you know they feel like they, they they shouldn't pursue more because because they did you know have some issues in their past mm -hmm. so when when you sign up for the marine corps you're viewing it as a chance to escape or to just simply reset and find your way um well you know at the time i joined especially in um in 2003 you know that was shortly after 9-11 and all that so you had the people who were solely doing it for the love of America, you know, and, um, and this is one thing I have never lied about to anybody. I was not one of those people. I, I need to get out of my environment. I had to change some things and it was basically a reset. Um, or, or really looking, looking to be held accountable for things because I didn't feel like I really cared too much, you know, um, you want, I, I needed discipline. So it's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and make this jump because I know this would, this would provide for the long term, and and here we stand now, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. And so, in your time there, <clears throat> what what uh, other than you know the obvious with with discipline and accountability and structure, what are some other things that that prompted you to? Or let, let me back up and ask this question first before I go to this other question. Okay. In the Marine Corps, is that where you possibly decided that you might want to coach, or did you still come finish your 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 deployment, and then you were still kind of at a wondering crossroads? Oh uh, man, so honestly, the the coaching aspect came towards the end of my Marine Corps career. So after eight years, that's when I decided that I wanted to do something with kids, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, and it kind of came by default because when I looked back on my career, you know, I was always placed in leadership positions like early, you know what I mean? So, um, in boot camp, I was, um, a guide and a squad leader and eventually a team leader. Um, when I got to school of infantry, all the instructors came to me <laughs> like I was a leader of everybody. Um, when I got to my unit, you know, uh, now this is, it, it, it's going to get a little deep right here. But, uh, so when I got to my unit, we got there in March of 04. We were deploying in June of 04. So when we got there, we had a E3, which is a Lance Corporal as our, um, what was he? I, I believe he was our, our company gunny and a company gunny is a E7 billet. Um, the actual gunny was our first sergeant, which is an E8 billet. 
And I think we had a like a corporal or something acting as like a, um, one of our lieutenants, man. <laughs> like the, their, their unit was so bone dry, man, because so many of the guys had just got out after the first Iraq war. You know what I mean? So we get there, a gang of young dudes basically out of a boot camp and school of infantry, which is like what the Army call our A school. It's our MOS school. So, yeah. um, so we get there and you got all these young dudes, man. That like we don't know nothing except boot camp basically and uh basic infantry infantryman stuff. But um so, you know, we get there and that's kinda like when it started. Like they just kinda looked at they used what they used to call me. <laughs> um they used to call me something, man. I can't remember. But it was just like basically like oh, he a young leader. Like that's all he is. And so, you know, the more and more I did that, and then we go to you know, we go to war. Um we went in with like 50 guys in the first four hours. We were down to 19. And one of those 19 was uh, one of my senior Marines. And so I ended up being put in charge of his team. So I was in charge of my peers. And for the rest of my career, that's just how it was. Like, <laughs> yeah. So when you look back across all that, it was like, man, like you, you kind of, I guess, meant to leave. You know what I mean? So right. um, I played football on the court and all that. But like I was always always like a go to guy, you know what I mean? Like people would always go to me, and I don't know how it, how it happened, man. To be honest with you, but um, it's just at the end of my career, man. I I just started thinking like I want to do something with kids, but mine was more so I think like on the training side because I'd always been into lifting and all that, you know, and uh, instructing people. But um, I worked a few dead end jobs, man, and and I said, you know what? Let me if I get the opportunity to coach, I'm gonna run with it. And Green Hill gave me my first shot in 2015. And that's when I knew it was comparable to the Marine Corps and I needed it. So that's where the whole coaching came into, you know, play. Gotcha. Yes, sir. Um, so you know, you talk about being complex in these leadership roles. I don't know if you, you've thought about it at the time. Now you've had, you, you've worked through some various spots, um, you know, did it ever surprise you or shock you that despite, you know, the need to go as, as far as a reset, um, that you still got these, uh, leadership roles so quickly, or was it just something that you, you felt like, well, I am, I am the kind of a natural born leader, so I need to go ahead and attack this, you know, head on. Yeah. You know, I never, I never looked at it as I, as if I was a leader, you know, I had this conversation with my wife one day. I said, but then, you know, some, cause I'm, I'm, I'm a deep thinker, man. <laughs> so yeah. I kind of sit back and I thought to myself one day, like even growing up, I remember like some of my uh, friends, moms and stuff would reach out like, Hey Steve, tell such and such, like, you know, he probably need to think about joining the military. Or, hey Steve, can you tell such and such? And then I started thinking like, man, maybe, Maybe I was like, I was just made for this. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how these, you know, th these roles get bestowed upon me because I, I, I feel like I was different from nobody else, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, but now sitting back, reflecting it and, and, you know, especially being in coaching and then looking at all the roles I had in the Marine Corps, maybe it was just, you know, we all got a destiny destiny of that at some point. So I guess maybe I was just destined to do this, man. Maybe I was just destined to be a leader. And that's just when you think on the, the, the deeper side of life type things, you know. So 
Yeah. Yes, sir. That's that's really cool. Um, and like I said, you know, I, I'm, I really appreciate you being open about this. Uh, you know, because some people may not be, and you know, some somebody listening to this um, may may really find value in, in what it is that you're saying. Yes, sir. Yeah. Your, your enjoyment of lifting and, and things like that. Um, so when you when you were in. How often were you able to train from just, you know, getting in there and lifting versus like, you know, your time spent focusing on uh, on, on missions and things of that nature, being ready for uh, whatever it is that you needed to go accomplish um, for during your deployment? Yes, sir. All right. So, uh, well, all right. So this is this is where it really get this is where it get uh. I ain't gonna say interesting, but this is where it all come from right here. <laughs> Cause you know, being in the Marine Corps, some of the guys that I train in my garage, you know, when they come over here, I tell them all the time, like, you know, what you see right now is definitely not nothing what I used to be. I say, man, I used to be a dog. That's why I tell them all the time. Because in the Marine Corps, man, it's the fittest of the fit. You know, everybody is trying to be that prototypical Marine, the, the poster that you see. And, um, so man, I was telling the guys the other day, man, I it was times, and I mean times, that was a few years. I was training at least five hours a day, weightlifting, running wise, you know, because um, I want to be that prototypical marine. I want to be that marine where people see and say, hey, <laughs> that dude there is a for real marine. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but training was continuous, man. I mean, from running three to 10 miles every other day. Um, if we out in the field doing training ops, we still got PT. When your, when your uh, platoon or your squad isn't doing whatever mission eccentric thing that you should be doing while training or even overseas, man, you working out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's from getting tent poles, putting MRE boxes on them and making a bench press <laughs> it, it's whenever. But um, it's just it's it's just all about being a prototypical marine. So, fitness has always been a huge part of it, you know. So yeah, that's where that come from, man. <laughs> yeah. So so now you know you talk about training people, um, and and, and we will get to the part where now you're actually coaching. But but I'm just I'm interested in in this in this journey that that we're kind of talking through. Yes, sir. When you when you train people in your garage, um. You, you know, you. I know that you you have a variety of people that come in, whether they're current student athletes or they're, they're just probably uh, older people trying to stay in shape. Where where do you fall as far as your specific goals and, and other than just simple general health and wellness? You know, where mm-hmm. do, where do you want to get to from a lifting standpoint, the training standpoint um, that that motivates you? Well, the biggest thing that motivates me, man, is really to motivate others. That's that's really that's really what, man, all of it come from. But you know, again, I take it back to the core. It's where it was developed. So, um, being a coach, being a trainer, I feel like I should fit the part. Yeah, of course. You know, you see me. I'm not that typical 170 pound guy. <laughs> But uh, I do it for the big boys, you know. I show them that uh, you know, you can be two sixty plus and still get some good movement in there. 
but but mine is is solely to just motivate others, man. I um I got so many buddies, man, that reach out to me and tell me, man, you know, I, I love what you're doing. You motivate me. So when I hear that, that pushes me even harder, you know. Um because lifting for me, man, is it gives me a peace of mind, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives me a, a, a fan, a big peace of mind, especially, you know, being everything that I've seen overseas, you know, three deployments, three combat tours, man, you see so much. <laughs> and, you know, some, we got a lot of guys out here who fall victim to it, you know, due to PTSD and all that. And so this is like my, I guess you could say, this is my drug. This is my high. But, yeah. um, yeah. And then, and then, you know, just being a coach, man, you want, you want your kids to look at you and say, Hey, <laughs> my coach do this. So I'm definitely going to push myself to do this. But, um, as far as, as goals, you know, I was p- preparing for a powerlifting meet, um, and then that got canceled. So, uh, they canceled it back to the fall. So I decided to pull myself out of that. But now, man, I'm just, I'm just going, man. I'm just going to, to spread it, you know, with everything that's negative in this world, man, I just want to spread positivity. And, and one of the best ways I think I can do it is through, through lifting and sharing it through, you know, social media sites, man, and just giving people a different peace of mind. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm 100% with you, and uh, I think that's awesome that you that you have you know signed up to compete. And, uh, you know, I I toy with the idea of of trying to compete myself, but yes, sir. It's just one of those things where uh, my 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 hesitation is devoting the time to train, and yeah. you know, unfortunately, uh, I haven't been at the right place with people around me that, that can track with me and push me the way I would need to be pushed. Yeah. You know, as well as I do, there's only so much that you can do by yourself uh, Definitely. From, from a push standpoint. Right. You know? Definitely. And of all, of all the three lists for powerlifting, benching heavy by yourself is, is a high risk and yes. low, low reward type of thing. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. You know, but, um, uh, now that now that you know we switch over to to the coaching on the field thing, um, you know, now you're at outside linebackers. Uh, yes, sir. Has, have you always been on the defensive side? Is is linebackers your preferred spot? You know, if it was up to you, what would you be doing? Because I, I know at the end of the day, you're gonna go out there, and you're gonna kill it. And these kids are gonna get coached up really well because that's just the kind of person you are. But you know, just being real on the podcast, uh, as my buddy would like to say. Um, you know, tell us what, what is it about you? What kind of would, where would you like to be to best help a team? You know, down the road somewhere. Man, I am a linebacker through and through. That's why it's crazy. The the first position I was introduced to as a coach was linebackers. I am a linebacker through and through. That's what I was in high school. My preferred walk on offense was going to be that. The only time that it changed, man, and this is so crazy, right? Because people don't know this. So joined the Marine Corps. And then once I got in, you know, they started talking about, hey, you know, you're a pretty big guy. You know, we got a football team. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> I never I never knew that because, you know, Mike Anderson, who, who played for the Denver Broncos, he was a Marine. Mm-hmm. That's where they got him from. They got him from the Marine Corps. But at that time, you know, it was no wartime situation going on. So you could recruit the guys off the football team. So ended up playing football in the Corps. I became a tight end, man. <laughs> and it's crazy because in high school, when I was a tight end, 
where I used to hide behind everybody, Peter. I, I would duck off, man. <laughs> but uh, became a tight end, man. I think I made what? I made four or five All Star games. Um, I got a JUCO offer in the Marine Corps also, uh, but I couldn't do it because of service uh, service obligations. But um, so when I got out and I actually got the coach, you know, um, I went to Green Hill. And the head coach was Tom Williams. He played at Stanford under Bill Walsh. He coached for the Jaguars and I believe the Packers in the league. And me and him really hit it off. And he was like, man, I'm putting you with linebackers. And all I could do was thank him, man. Cause I'm like, hey, that is me. So man, I'm a linebacker through and through, man. And it's just been a, a pleasure, man, honestly, to be a linebacker coach. You know what I mean? Secondary. Second tier, secondary to linebacker coach. You know, I've done offensive line, um, the junior high level. I've done running backs. Um, but yeah, man, I, linebackers, 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 Peter. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I'm, I'm really glad, you know, that, that you're at a place now that you can, you can do that. And it's, it's awesome that, you know, God has put you in this position. And like I said earlier, man, I know you're going to coach the hell out of these kids and, uh, Make them better on the field and off. Yes, what are y'all gonna What are y'all gonna run over there at, uh, at Sherman? All right, man. Sherman, man. You know, after I talked to Coach Wilkinson, um, Sherman is a little bit of Iowa State action, man. Three three stack with three high. Okay. So you know, get to open it up a little bit, some creativity. You know, so I'm 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 looking forward to this, man, because you know I'm a four two five guy, honestly. Uh-huh. But uh, at Rice. We did a three four, which I loved it too. Just because you know, just being a defensive guy, man, you 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 love defense anyway. You love any way you can approach it. But uh, this three three stack, man, I, it, it seems to be pretty interesting. And when you see Iowa State do it, of course, it looks like magic. And then, of course, you carry over to Clemson, <laughs> and then we, yeah. we know we know what that is. So, yeah, man, uh, I'm I, man, I'm looking forward to it, Peter. Man, I, you know, and and that's. That's one of the defenses that I, I, I honestly can say I don't really have much in the way of knowledge of. I, I've seen guys draw it up on, on chalk wars and, and, and other things, but I still uh, it's still not something that that I I would honestly say that I, I, I understand uh, mm-hmm. from a total from a total standpoint. You know, I understand that you got to be gap sound, you got to know how to line up, you got to fit this, that, and the other. It's just a matter yeah. of it'd probably be more from the, from the defining of how do you fit your, who's rolling, who's rolling where and how do they fit kind of thing. So I, I'm, 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 I'm curious to see how y'all do. And, and, um, you know, God willing, we get a chance to play. Uh, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and just kind of, kind of learn from, learn, learn kind of what you, you, what y'all do, uh, yes, and see it. Uh, man, I just happened to have it right here next to me. The, the, I don't know if you had actually looked at it, uh, but the Dave Campbell's, uh, you know, magazine, you know, the AKA With Shane Michelle on front, yeah. Yeah. AKA yeah. The, the high school football, uh, Bible. In oh, the yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you guys, you guys are, are picked fifth. Yeah. Uh, do you, at the end of the day, I think, you know, most of us as coaches will probably look at it and go, okay, whatever. We'll, you know, we'll see what happens on the field. And, you know, sometimes these kids, they look at it and they go, uh, oh man, they're disrespecting us. And, da, da, da. and you know, they use it as, as ammunition, which is good, you know, the bulletin board material. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's, it's interesting just kind of looking at it right now. 
uh, you know, interesting district, boy. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, and I coached at West Mesquite, um, and I know the guy that that just took over there. Uh, okay. Frank Sandoval is a really great person. Uh, did a really great job at Mahia. Yes. Uh, I think he's going to do a good job there. But man, you talk about some heavy hitters with with Longview and Highland Park. Yes. Um, we we when I coached at West, we 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 tussled with Highland Park back to back years, and uh, that's when um. Oh, what's his name? John Stephen Jones. John. Yeah. John yeah, Jones yeah. Was, was the QB and hey, he, he, could, he could play, boy. man. Yeah. 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 He could play, but you know, we never had to see Longview. Uh, but, uh, you know, and then, then you have, you know, Tyler Lee has kind of gone, uh, not, uh, not Tyler Lee, sorry, John Tyler. It's well, a slight been, dip. Yeah. But at, at the end of the day, man, it's still John Tyler. Like, oh, yeah. You don't just, you don't just write them off. Yeah, it's no slaps. And then you got, you know, McKinney Nora, mm-hmm. um, who, you know, I, I believe they were, um, I think they took the district last year. Yeah. So, you know, it's, um, it's a nice little road, you know, and, um, yeah. you know, so I, um, I, I think, you know, one thing as a coach, I think a lot of kids don't realize, you know, through our passion and all our teaching, we're still competitive at the end of the day. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know. You know, we understand that, you know, somebody has to win, somebody has to lose. But at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're pretty competitive. And, man, I, what I try to do, like I've done it, you know, all, my other two stops, I just try to bring the juice, man. I try to walk in and be the juice so we can just try to, you know, get that thing rolling, man. Yeah. And that's, you know, it, it just to make the kids believe in themselves, man. Because when you see those Highland Parks and those long views, man, man, accept that challenge. You know what I mean? Accept that challenge. Know that they, they're there to actually make you better, you know? So right. when you get to see that, man, and, and, and see, you know, oh, we, we picked the finished field. Man, let's go ahead and reverse that table, man. Show them what we made of. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What, um, you know, getting kind of towards the end, but, you know, how do you present what you've overcome to your kids and, uh, you know, helping them through uh, their struggles because, you know, you, you, you can probably relate uh, really well to some of the kids in, in the places that you've been at mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, they, they grew up in a single parent home or they're struggling trying to stay out of the streets because they see the fast money and, and yes, they that might be the life they want to run down. How do you help them be better people? I think, um, I, I think, you know, the one thing, man, that has always just been on my side, and I, I don't know if I attribute this to the Marine Corps, or I attribute it to my mom, you know, or my grandmother, you know, Lord rest her soul. But man, I just, I, I just keep it real with them, people, and and it's no other way to do it because you know, in this world we live in, yeah, social media can show you a lot of things that's going on and and what's happening in the world. But at the end of the day, it's not too many people that just keeps it, especially adults that keep it 100 straight up, straight up with them. You know, mm-hmm. usually use this a lot of cuts, turns and corners. And, and I, I'm just up in your face with it. You know, I tell, Hey, this is how my life happened. I'm trying to help you not go this way because right here is the way, you know, I can honestly tell you right here is the way because I walk whatever path you, you want to try to walk and it's, it's just not there, you know, so, um, Man, I just try to keep it real with them, and and you know, till this day, man, 
I mean, from guys that I've been in charge of in the Marine Corps, Peter, to kids from Green Hill, to now even my kids from Rice. I still talk to all of them daily because they all say, Coach, one thing we can say about you, it don't matter if you were the worst worst coach in America. You kept it real with me. Yeah. And that's just what and that's just what I try to do, man. Yeah, well, you know, and it, it means so much to these kids, not not to just you keep a relationship while you're with them, but to continue on. Uh, you know, and I'm glad you mentioned no matter where you've been, you still talk to these kids because I, I still do too. Matter of fact, my, uh, my plan is to have a couple of them that I coached when I first started in uh, in the Houston area. Okay. I plan to have the record with them uh, because I, I just look at them and, Man, I'm so proud of what they're what they are doing as young people, and, and it, in a crazy time, it gives me hope that they they will make the world better because they think things got ingrained in them. Whether they got anything from me or you know just down the road, uh, but to have that relationship with them on a consistent basis, and you know, I had a kid come down to Kingsville two years in a row and help me run a powerlifting meet. I mean, he didn't he didn't have to do that, but he did it because he loves awesome. the sport and and the connection he had with me and, uh, you know, my kids, my kids took to him, uh, and thought he was probably one of the greatest, greatest things that happened to the season because he came in and gives them instruction. And, you know, now they follow each other on social media. So when he likes their lifts, they're like, Oh, yeah, you know, Jordan liked my lift and, and you know, he's competed yeah. at, uh, you know, collegiate nationals and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's so awesome, he's, man. <laughs> he's, he's big, he's big deal, but I can guarantee you, man, that, He's done more by, you know, he's done more since he left me than, than what I did for him. Cause I was, I was early in my career, you know, and yeah, you, look, yeah. you know, you look back at where you are now and sometimes you wonder what the heck was I doing at the beginning, but <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> but do we, you know, then it's like, do we really know any different, any better? Uh, yeah. You try to learn, but you just, you got to find your way, man. And, and you're right. If you're not 100% authentic, man, these kids are going to smell it and they're going to let you know. Oh, yeah. Some may let you know in a, in a tougher way than others. It's um, very true, man. Because, you know, you can you can be in the – it's just like being in the classroom, man. And, and, and this is speaking of the non-athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kids, they know who they know who they can push. They know who not to test. They know who to walk the middle ground with because they can see it, man. It's just like a, It's just like a child. Yeah. You know what I mean? A child, a child can tell when something is wrong with his parent. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just that, it's, it's, it's that nature thing, you know? So, um, yeah, man, I, man, I mean, Peter, man, I, at the end of the day, man, I, I do it. Yeah. I love football, man. I love football, but I do it to see, you know, after serving, this is what I tell people after serving our country which was solely my obligation. Like, that was just all me. I chose to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, after serving our country, I feel the biggest contribution I can give to this earth is feeding the next generation, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's nothing bigger that we can do than that, you know. So, yeah. uh, and, and, and man, and, and standing in these kids' lives, man, I got a kid that's uh, Cassidy Woods that's at Washington State. When I tell you, man, my boy's cracking a little bit, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but man, when I tell you, man, I, I love all the kids I've coached, but this kid is at Washington State playing football. Man, I can get a, I get a happy birthday text from him. I get a happy Father's Day text from him. 
And he comes from a family of six other kids, man. Yeah. But just the fact that he takes time out his day to even reach out to me is just like, man, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and at that point, that's when you know I do this for all the right reasons. Absolutely. Now, you know, you know what? I, 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 this just popped in my my mind when you were talking about the classroom and, and the non-athletes. You know, and I know that there's been stuff circulating around Twitter and, you know, kind of trying to slam coaches and, and not doing their jobs. Yeah. But when you walk into a classroom, right, you uh-huh. you you are a physical specimen. And, and <laughs> you know. I wish. <laughs> uh, man, you know, you know, most of the time when you walk in, you're going to be bigger than the majority of the kids. Yes, sir. So, and, and I'm sure that you walk with, with a, the commanding presence about you, you know, not in a, in an egotistical way, but just, you know, from your time as a Marine and, and the way you conduct and hold yourself, how does that translate to, you know, your classroom management and how do you deal with the ones that try to test you because they, they, they think they're all big and bad. Cause we all got those in our classrooms at some point, Man, somebody's going to try and test you. Definitely. I, um, man, you know, I, um, <laughs> it, I, I honestly, I tell kids straight up. I, I tell them straight up off the bat, Peter. I, I let them know, like, hey, I can tell you right now, I can be one of your, your best friends or I can be your worst enemy. And if I'm your worst enemy, it will not be a lovely day. I said, cause you got to realize I'm a guy for one, I'm an adult. That's, that's number one. Number two, I'm a Marine. <laughs> so when you walk the walk that I've, you know, that I've walked, uh, I, it's not too much of a challenge of anything. Nothing is too much of a challenge for me. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, we can make it real short and simple. I say, let's, let's go to A <laughs> and you go to B. And, and that's where it stands, you know, um, luckily though, man, you know, I've only been a teacher for a year because, you know, I started off in the private school realm, but I got to get okay. past this PPR, man. I got to get past this PPR, Peter. But, uh, at Rice, man, you know, I had a couple of kids who, who tried it starting off, but out the, out the class, man, you know, I, I didn't want to embarrass them in front of the class, you know, so yeah. you don't want to do that. So I, you know, pulled them to the side and I just let them know, like, look, I can look at you. I can tell because I've already been there in life. I can tell, you know, who you are, your intentions, but I can also tell you're not this person. You know what I mean? And I think once you have that that talk with them, they understand, like, okay, this dude ain't trying to be my enemy. He only here to help me. So right. w- once I let them know that, you know, we're here to help, man. That's it. All we're doing, we're, we're just here to help. <laughs> That's yeah. it, you know, because at the end of the day, these kids don't get it. But, like, teachers, we don't get paid a million dollars. You could walk away from teaching at any point in time, but people do this solely because we love seeing kids grow. Yep. You know, so that's just how I do, man. I, I try not to, I try not to use my size as, <laughs> you know, as the, the advantage maker, I guess you could say. Right. Well, yeah. you know, and, and sometimes you, you do have to, uh, use it in the, in the sense of, of they're, they're probably going to call you in to, to help in a, in a, you know, if, if there's some kind of discipline issue and whoever else is involved can't handle it. Yeah. You know, or, or, <laughs> yeah, or, true. Or like, you know, I, I, 
I don't always, I don't necessarily view myself as a big dude. I'm, I'm you know, I'm short and stocky. Um, Those be the biggest ones, man. man but, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I've had to, I've had to get in there. But then, you know, for me, because I can, I, I speak Spanish. I, I get often, I get called uh, to go translate. Not so much down in Kingsville, because you know, most everybody spoke Spanish down there. But yeah, yeah, uh, you know, at West and and at other places that I've been, it's. Hey, go go get Coach Noonan. He needs to, can, can you ask him if he could translate this or whatever? And it's, yeah. You know, it's size and, and, and knowledge can be gifts and curses. Uh, yeah. It's just a matter True. of how you use them, but but they're gifts, and you, you need to use them nonetheless. Before we go, man, I'm, I'm going to tell you something that's funny about that. So, you know, being in Rice this past year, you know, at Rice, you know, I worked with um, seventh grade all the way up to, you know, seniors, mm-hmm. um, athletic-wise. So, um, I was the seventh grade basketball coach also, but, uh, it was during basketball season. Like I'm, I'm walking over to the, the junior high to practice and one of the, um, girls coaches stopped me. Coach Watson, she says, uh, coach Wade. So we had a, you know, a few problems at school in the junior high today. And I said, where? Cause now you think I'm at the high school. You think that the, the high school boys would be the ones that's worried about like, and we don't want coach to find out because Peter, I'm out to everybody. High school mm-hmm. girls, I mean varsity girls, I'm 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 on everybody. <laughs> so you think they would be the ones like, look, don't let Coach Wade find out. Man, them junior high kids, they would tell her, Coach Watson, if you see Coach Wade, please don't give him my name. Please don't give him. I do. <laughs> I would do whatever. Just don't give him my name. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know why they're so worried about me. But yeah, man, I um. Uh, yeah, it was, it's it was crazy, man. That's why when you say that, it, it's crazy. <laughs> That's funny, man. That's funny. Middle school kids, man, they're they're a trip because oh boy, they're they're so um, they're so new to things, right? Everything in their yes. in their bodies changing, and uh, and of course, now, man, they they just they're exposed to stuff so much earlier than when we were exposed to it uh, growing up. Uh, yeah, it's just man, you. My heart goes out to to those that that enjoy working with the middle school kids over any other grade because boy that's that's a calling right there to be a middle school teacher and, and a coach because it's not man. easy. Man, Peter, boy, man, we were um, you know a couple of basketball games because like I like I tell people all the time, it's just like you started off saying I coach whatever whatever you make me coach, man, I will coach, man. But I love being on the field. Being away and just being in your zone, but that that coaching basketball man, when you can hear them parents behind you <laughs> on, on your neck, just hey do this, do that. Oh man, come on, just let me make it, please. Man, you know what? That's that's funny. So at, at Sanger Trudis, we we had to wear a lot of a lot of different hats and. Uh, they were, it was junior high girls basketball night and we were running the powerlifting was running the concession stand. We just, we needed to, somebody to fill it in. So, uh, I said, okay, we'll do it. So I got my kids in there, right? Coach, the referees didn't show up. They, oh, they, they, they botched it or whatever. It was, it was on them. It was not on, on our, on our side. Uh, yeah. Our, our people took care of everything they were supposed to. So. Guess guess who refereed the B team? Get out, get out of here. Oh, coach. 
I'm running up and down the, I'm running up and down the court and let me tell you that was humbling. Coach, uh, they gave it to you. I know they oh, gave it to you. Coach, oh, they gave it to coach, you. I got it from I got it from our bench. I got it from the opponent bench. I got it from the fans. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys saw where I came from. I was in a concession stand. I know, right? They don't I, care. I went to the bathroom to throw on the spare referee jersey that we have. And I'm running up and down like, man, I do not look like a basketball coach. I don't. I, I like basketball. Uh, you know, I'm a hundred percent Rockets fan. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't mean that I that I know it. And hey, I, I let I let travels go. I let uh, double you, dribbles you to, go. I you trying to get out of at that point? Yeah, at that point, get out of there, man. Man, yeah, they didn't. Nah. They didn't let me rep the. They, they canceled and they didn't. They didn't play the A game, but. It was a humbling experience because, like, oh look, yeah, you hear it and you hear it more from everywhere. And I've heard stuff in football, but usually I've got two earmuffs on or I'm in the box. So there I you go. Less. Yep. Uh, yeah. Now man, that, uh, that's one thing I can say. If you to attest to you know what you said about you know being just strictly a junior high middle school coach, man, to be a basketball coach, man, you have to be. A guy, because <laughs> man, because you know at Sherman, you know I'm gonna be doing a uh, ninth grade basketball also, which you know okay. I'm still I'm still looking forward to that as well, you know, because I I I had seventh and eighth grade at Rice, so uh, ninth grade, you know that's that's pretty much high school there, so it should be fun. But man, just being inside that gym and you got like you have to hear everything, like you don't have yeah. that head, you don't have that headset on, right. so so when you hear a parent that that. No, nah, you should have been running the two three. You should be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> come on, man. You know, oh, but uh, but nah, it's no gonna doubt. be fun though. It's gonna be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it all, man. New beginnings, you know. So, yeah. yeah well, I, I really appreciate you taking the time this morning to talk with me, and, and uh, I'm really, I'm really glad that we we finally got it done, and and I look forward to just more conversation with you, man. I really enjoy our friendship and. Uh, for sure. You know, hopefully one day we get to train together. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, I, I'm always, I'm, I'm always uh, in awe of the things that you can still do, and it helps motivate me, man. And uh, like I said, I, I thank you again for your service to this country. I know right now we're in a tough time, but it, it, it doesn't matter uh, what's going on. Um, that you guys put, you guys put your life on the line for us to. Yes, sir. A lot of the things that we get a chance to do, whether it's complain about stuff or uh, or just simply be appreciative that we have the opportunities. Um, and I know that things are tough right now in the world, but mm -hmm. I think the, the the more you know, you and I and other people like us have conversations and and share our experiences, the better we all can become. And, and I hope people can gain that from this. Uh, two two guys that have never met face to face can sit down and have a conversation. Laugh and uh, and it's just it's a beautiful thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you know, most importantly, man, thank you, thank you for even you know recognizing you know my service or you know anything because you know along many years ago, man, people would tell me thank you and I never knew what really to say because I'm like, man, I joined on my own, <laughs> you know. But um, you know, being older now, like I can honestly say, man, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you for all your support. And then thank you for this podcast, man. Thank you for even considering to bring me on to it, man. I really appreciate that, Peter. Really appreciate it, man. Uh, you know, 
my thing with this is just I want to talk to the people that I find interesting. Uh, yes, sir. It does your your experiences, your 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 clout. None of that matters. I don't care how many followers you have or whatever. It's just people that I find interesting. People that I that I want to seek to to find value in and, and improve. Uh, you know myself for for however long we talk. And yes, sir. I, I definitely can. I, I feel motivated to, to to go conquer more stuff today after talking with you and. Had I, had I gotten up earlier, man, I, I'd have gotten a little workout in because because I knew I was getting on with you today. So I, yeah. I wanted to come, I wanted to come strong, but yeah, I, I slept in a little bit and I'm settling for black coffee. But I, I'm 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 pumped up for the rest of the day. Oh uh, man, it was it, it was a good one, man. I um, I really enjoyed it, man. I, I can honestly tell you that, man. I really enjoyed. it. Really hope you enjoyed today's episode as I hung out and talked with Coach Stephen Wade. This episode was recorded back in the summer before school started. Uh, since then, and talking with Coach Wade, we still talk on a regular basis. Uh, his Sherman High School football team is doing pretty well. Uh, they've had to overcome some COVID speed bumps like we all have, uh, but they're continuing to strive forward. He's continuing to work out on a regular basis, looking jacked as ever.